0: Hi, I'm Jim Clemmer, author, speaker, and workshop retreat leader. Firing on All Cylinders, the service quality system for high-powered corporate performance. I wrote the book when I was a senior executive with The Achieve Group, a training and consulting firm that I co-founded. The book is based on extensive research and consulting work with hundreds of major organizations. A series of book excerpts aimed at helping you understand how top service quality performers understand their customers' expectations. Nurturing volunteerism by changing a hierarchical, vertical organization to a team-based organization calls for drastic changes in the traditional roles and practices of supervisors, managers, and executives. Let's look at the changing roles of each management level. First, supervisors. A team-based organization dramatically alters the supervisor role, particularly when work teams move closer to being self-directed. The success of an organization's evolution to higher levels of employee involvement through teams depends very heavily on supervisors. The challenge, as Tom Peters puts it, is to transform supervisors from cops to coaches. Supervisors are in a hands-on direct leadership role with intact teams or members of cross-functional teams. His or her ability to guide and support the team, coach individuals, and let go of the hierarchical authority will make or break the effort. In those organizations going all the way to self-directed work teams, supervisors become technical consultants to the team, members of the team, facilitators to a number of teams, move to the next level of management, or leave. The smoothness of the supervisory group's transition to any number of new roles in a team-based organization largely depends on how the group is coached and developed by middle management. Second, managers. While supervisors can make or break team effectiveness, especially intact teams on the front line, middle managers play a pivotal support role to the supervisors. Managers also play a key part in the success of cross-functional and project teams. The changing role of middle management continues to be highly studied and much written about. Managers' traditional job to plan, coordinate, staff, control, and organize remains in a team-based organization, but it's hard to recognize those old tasks at the base of the radically different leadership skills used by effective managers in today's high-performance organization. Gone are the days of, yes, sir, how many bags full, sir? And in its place, we see coaching, team building, and guiding. But in many organizations, middle managers are not operating in these new roles. They may say the words and even understand the concepts, but they're not practicing the new skills. As a result, teams flounder, supervisors stumble, and change is painfully slow. These increasingly common experiences have caused a number of executives to become very frustrated, feeling that you can't live with them, that is middle managers, and you can't live without them. Some CEOs have even begun decrying the middle management mush they believe is sinking their organization transformation efforts. And third, executives... Responsibility for middle management mush rests at the feet of executives. Executives lead the middle managers and provide the example. Too often, coaching and team leadership are what the top orders the middle to do for the bottom. If middle managers aren't providing the support for a customer-focused, team-based environment, the root causes can often be traced to the coaching and team leadership they receive. Managers' involvement in preparing themselves and the rest of the organization for the improvement journey often reveals what kind of leadership models they are being given to follow. Well, new organization structures and new management roles obviously call for new leadership skills. How advanced are your team and coaching skills? What examples are you setting in your meetings, relationships, use of power, focus, improvement activities, or coordinating efforts? Even more importantly, how do you know? When was the last time you received solid, representative feedback on your leadership strengths and weaknesses from the management staff, teams, and individuals you support? How regularly do you get this feedback? How frequently do you attend skill-building sessions to keep your leadership edge-sharp? What's your cost of poor skills? The transition to a high-service-quality, team-based organization will encounter internal resistance. Most of that resistance will come from supervisors, managers, and executives threatened with the loss of their traditional position power. In fact, some of your most difficult times on the road to higher performance will be dealing with management and support staff who wouldn't exchange their traditional position power for the ultimately more powerful role of coach, enabler, and team leader. You will have some difficult decisions to make about how long you explain, persuade, coach, nudge, wait, and finally demand more than lip service from a few of your key people. If the new culture does not make this small minority uncomfortable enough to get on board or leave you may have to help them find career opportunities elsewhere. But make sure you have looked hard at your service quality improvement process itself. For about 10 to 20% of your management staff, this new model or paradigm just won't fit. But the number can be much higher than that if you don't have a strong, team-based service quality improvement process. Your organization's values must be evident in executive signaling, listening to external and internal customers, education and awareness, and in your hiring, orienting, and promotion practices. Massive training is needed in personal, coaching, and team skills throughout your entire organization. Your systems, rewards and recognition, team improvement activities, measurements and standards, as well as marketing strategies must be aligned with customer expectations and the needs of the frontline producers and deliverers. And the deployment of the whole improvement effort relies on a strong infrastructure, extensive planning and regular reporting, and clear roles and responsibilities. So before you declare middle management mush, organize a number of teams, or push for higher service quality, take a long look at your organization's management systems and practices. You won't last long on the endless improvement journey if you're not prepared or don't have a clear idea of which road you want to head down.